0: What's poppin', everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin, and I am your host. And here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode, co-hosting
1: up a storm over here on the pop. Happy to be popping with you today, man.
0: You, you are not the co-host. Well, just, did, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to play with subtleties today. You're not going to play with subtleties just, today, just huh? Pure bluntness. Just <laughs> because, actually, I believe what you're wearing yeah. today. Are you wearing a Mickey Mouse pin? Mouse pin? Is that what you got going on? I, got, right? a, I got, got a
1: Mickey Mouse pin right here. You got
0: yourself a little Mickey Mouse pin? Is yeah. it because you forgot to wear a Mickey Mouse article of clothing today, and you were like, "I'm uh, gonna go find our"? It does not. You are kidding me! I oh my gosh! I have not. been conned! <laughs> I have been conned! Goodness <laughs> gracious! So here I am looking at Jay's outfit because yeah. he's like, he's like rooting around in the office. He's like, I, I gotta find that board with all the pins on it. Yeah. And I'm like, I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. I know exactly you're you're trying to out me again mm-hmm. with with the with the, with the mouse right mick the mouse here he is and i was like okay look at this he's gonna go get a pin specifically so that he can still be strutting his Mm -hmm. his mickey mouse garb and i was thinking that he forgot and instead he is wearing my wedding socks
1: that's right not only (laughs) were you fooled by not noticing my excellent mickey mouse socks but these were socks purchased specifically to be worn at your wedding.
0: They were exactly that. Yeah, they are. Yep. It was actually a whole thing, too, because we we didn't have, like, fun socks. And we were like, we really need them. And they were, fortunately, they ended up fitting. But I remember the day of, they were, like, men's size 7 to 9. Yeah. So they were, like, going to be, like, a bit too small for literally every single one of, like, my groomsmen.
1: Yeah, well, it was such a thing because I knew this was an issue, like, looking for Mickey Mouse socks. And we went out to like um, Disney Springs the night before your wedding or maybe like, to, you know, when we got to the park. Right. right. And I was like, like we were Ooh. being on top of it. We were on top of it. I was like, I got to look for socks. Right. Because certainly if you go to like any section of any gift shop in Disney World, they have like choices upon choices upon choices. And all we're looking for is Mickey Mouse socks. Like if they're going to have anything in the sock department, it's going to have Mickey Mouse on it. Of course. Even if they even if all they have is Mickey Mouse socks, no problem. That's all we need. Right. And I go and I find it unbelievably. This is like the one thing Disney does not like produce on mass. And there's like Three sock choices and I go and I found these exact socks and I was like, but they're like kids socks. They're not going to fit anyone. This is terrible. They'd otherwise be great. And so (laughs) I was like, the search continues. But then on the more, I think it was the morning of your wedding. Like, you know, we were doing like pictures or something with the groomsmen and you had like one of the bridesmaids dates like you're like your job today is to find us socks and he was like I got it and he came back with this exact pair. this, this exact pair. shout <laughs> out to Kevin shout out to Kevin thank you Kevin Um, you you had courage where I did not because I got them and I was like oh man I could have been the hero with the socks but and instead we, now Kevin now Kevin is, is our the, knight in
0: shining armor Kevin
1: is the sock hero and we put them on and they all fit anyway and I was like
0: man I <laughs> know I know I know I know but it all worked out you it were a hero in plenty of other ways so yeah. I I do appreciate that. I appreciate that. So since we, we tangented immediately off of our, our special guest thing, it actually makes me want to tangent into today's corny joke to get things going. This corny joke actually came from little Colonel Sarah Gonzalez. Okay, And I thought it was so perfect because it, it hails back to a topic we were talking about. I think it was a couple of weeks ago on the pop now where, when we used to go to Virginia tech, uh, football games, we had season tickets you and I did, and we had, we had four total at the time. I was not Uh, dating alice yet so week in week out you would always bring beth and then i always had the opportunity to bring what we very affectionately called the gob the guest of ben the guest of ben kind of like what you are here on the show no
1: no i'm more like the the (laughs) cotby The, oh, mm, mm, is that right? No, that's not right. That's okay. The that's coat okay. bee. The coat bee. There you yeah, go. But,
0: <laughs> okay, if you say so. That's but, a co-host to Ben. So this is the corny joke came from Sarah Gonzalez, and it is like the most exclusively specific to the to the popcorn culture community corny joke there could possibly be. But Jay. I dare say that this joke is perfect. Perfect. It is like, it is so good that I was like, man, gots to bring it up on the pop. Okay. Yes. okay. So uh, basically the the note from them said, so in reference to your story about bringing a guest uh, to the football games with you and calling them your gob, guest of Ben, uh, since Jay's wife Beth is his eternal guest, doesn't that make Alice your everlasting guest? gobstopper oh you get it it's you get, so get per- it yeah
1: it's so perfect it's so perfect because it uses the f- the full phrase everlasting gobstopper which is like the catchphrase for the candy right and she is like preventing all preventing future, future, gobs. future gobs she is stopping other gobs yes oh but my the, gosh but there's
0: also like that like marriage element of it in, in the like foreverness of it right yeah it's i was perfect. like i read this and I, like my jaw hit the floor i was Just like th- sarah You have crushed it. Like you are unable to do a gobstopper with your teeth. (laughs) I see what I did there. I see what you did.
1: You brought it back full circle. Full
0: circle, just like a gobstopper because they're round.
1: Because they're round. We could do this all day. We could do.
0: Kind of like (laughs) what you would do if you were eating a gobstopper because they're everlasting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was too good. I cannot
1: believe how many times (laughs) you were able to do
0: that. had to do it. Oh man. We can just end it there. Guys, thanks for tuning (laughs) in. Thanks for tuning
1: in. (laughs) Papa. (laughs) <laughs> should I say gob gob? Maybe. Oh,
0: probably not. you probably should because you are my guest of Ben.
1: Mm, I'm pretty sure we just determined that all guests of Ben have been eternally stopped. Okay. Okay. Right. That, so actually, actually, this this helps by a cause because now I can't be the guest because it, it really does help your cause because Alice is forever
0: stopping the gob. So now I can, I can never have a guest ever again. That's right. Which is a real bummer as someone who likes to host things. Yeah. this is actually it's, it is very funny because I would say uh with all super Carlin brothers projects that we 've ever done there there has been and not in like a way that I, I don't mean for this to be like self deprecating because it it truly is not that way, but in a lot of ways, I would have felt that throughout all of the things that we've ever done, I very, I very much felt like second chair in a lot of like our specifically hosting like version of what it means to like run this this business that we do together. Okay, you and I both know that like out here in the real world, like that you sort of are like the creative head of the business, and I am like the the business head of the business. Right. And like in that way, we both very much equally contribute. But otherwise, like there has, uh, there has forever been the case that like Super Carlin Brothers, for one, just for starters, was your idea to begin with like sure it was, it was a project that you headed and you created the original logos and the actual, like you were the one who signed up for the like email account and the YouTube right all the all the things all like the that. things and then even going beyond that though like whenever we've hosted like gaming episodes and I don't know any offshoots that we've ever done almost always it started with you being like you know hello and welcome everybody to the super carlin gaming where today we're doing the yeah The I, super, bet, I, yeah. I bet you could oh well, well, let me see if could I could you do it, it. From memory let me let me harken back to a
1: different time to it's three been, offices ago it's
0: been years folks yeah can, to the, can he still do to it the
1: super carlin gaming mario kart 8 roulette challenge where we try and three-star every course with randomly chosen cards and characters boom
0: boom Did got it. it nailed it nailed it. I'm it. so impressed. Yeah. Hosted,
1: hosted, boom. Well, you hosted the um the the Sims Four Founder series.
0: That is true. That yeah. is true. But I, that took some gumption that I only possessed because we had already started doing mm. Popcorn Culture, and I I kind of gotten like you know my my hosting training wheels taken off, so to speak. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, there you go. And where am I going with this? There was a reason that I brought this up. Oh, but no, the actual truth of it was that back in those days where you were where, where you were doing those openers for the gaming channel. I remember always being like like both intimidated and impressed by the situation like because it was like that's a lot of pressure like I I mm. wouldn't I wouldn't want to start the episode yeah, that's the vibe
1: that, I'm going for just at all times just like wow I don't know oh, I'm intimidated you do put of off impressed. just general, general intimidation everyone, at all everyone yeah you see me coming you're like whoa uh,
0: yeah exactly. just like that's no not that's, at all. that is the general aura that you have about <laughs> you at, at all times I don't think
1: so raw intimidation <laughs> raw intimidation but also like wow
0: you would have made a great professional wrestler.
1: I would have made a yeah. professional wrestler, right? Right, right. like going like, out there just like throwing down fake threats.
0: I'll see you at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> it would have, it yeah. would have worked. Fun fact: it, when it came to uh, pro wrestling the person who was going to win the bout was always, always, always the person who unexpectedly showed up because they had the element of surprise on their hands. Oh, the
1: element of surprise. It always wins in wrestling. It
0: always wins. Pro wrestlers were never prepared for the element of surprise, despite the fact that week in, week out, it is the very kryptonite of every single pro wrestler.
1: Right. It's never like the person who is about to get, like the person who's winning the match and about to pin the other person and then in comes that person's allies to like, you know, beat up the whoever's winning yeah it's like it's never that the person turns around and sees them even though they've got like a four second lead time to watch them run down this enormous catwalk right they never turn around see them like drop drop some kicks to the face and then proceed to win the match
0: you know you want the other thing about this is that they are in the ring the other person has to enter the ring they have the high ground
1: it's very important
0: it's very important i mean if we've learned anything from star wars the high ground is like absolutely fundamental unless you're darth maul (laughs) yeah unless you're darth maul specifically against obi-wan who has (laughs) who has like the worst manner of of uh, mastery over any ground level that there is. That's right. Obi-Wan can't be defeated on any ground. On any
1: ground. Level ground, high ground, low ground. Man's got it covered. He's got it covered. He's got it covered. You know, okay, speaking about professional wrestling, I feel like everyone, I don't know, when we were growing up, everyone I knew at one point was like huge into like professional wrestling.
0: Yes, I have so point. I have so right. many thoughts on this, but continue. I won't distract you.
1: Well, so, I remember as a kid, there was this like huge debate as to whether or not the wrestling was real and whether or not that made it worth watching. Like, it's not even real. Why do you like it? It's like most first of all, most TV shows aren't real. Most are fictional. Right. Yeah, but I guess I guess maybe the the thinking is that the The draw is that you're watching real fights or something. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, first of all, it's definitely not real fighting because they'd be just straight up snapping necks and stuff. Oh, yeah. If it was... If that was the case, the p- the point is whether or not the fighting is real. The outcome is still a mystery. Yes, like you still don't know who's going to win, who will be benefited by the element
0: of surprise. Right, and that's that's still what makes it entertaining. Yes, in in a way yeah. that it, like really like it will suck you in. Like if in you might think. That you wouldn't like watching pro wrestling until until it is on. And I would be willing to bet, and this is, I mean, it could be the same thing. And I, I used to give this example about The Bachelor, like when I first ever started watching it. Like I I really like I didn't want to admit openly that I enjoyed it. So what I would always be like, oh my, it's like a train wreck. Like you just can't turn your head away. Like as soon as you walk in, it's like, wait, but what are they doing? Like, and this was like me attempting to like Uh, it it was the way that I was allowed to like it, but I was also actively being extremely for forward about like, Oh no, I get it. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Like I fully understand, but that's part of what makes it fun.
1: That's what makes it. It was, it was this, we've talked about this before where you're trying to arrange the circumstances such that you're able to do something you feel guilty about, but in an acceptable way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I
1: totally think you're right about wrestling by the way. Like I, it, it is first of all, If you're listening, it is way more popular than you are aware. If you're like, who, what? No, probably odds, I would bet the data would tell you that that you do like professional wrestling. The, the data almost suggests that <laughs> the you The data should. suggests that you listen or do. But um based just just on the numbers. Did you know like fun fact that the WWE Facebook page has more fans than all 32 NFL teams combined? It is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing how pop- like you're un- you are so unaware of how popular it is. But let me just say, as you as you know, Ben, for all the bingo players at home, um, I used to work at a concert venue. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a bingo space for That's sure. That's a bingo Z's. space for sure. We, we, uh, I saw that the bingo uh, re- subreddit thing had been started today. Um, so we'll see how that begins to fill out and know, keep it's, you all posted. Yes, of course. But so one of the events that used to come through uh, the venue I worked at was WWE. Right. like They would come through twice a year. And normally they would do a... off or one live performance and one not live performance. Yeah. So the, by live I mean one of the like it would be televised as it was ha- or I don't oh. know not as it was happening but it would be televised.
0: Wait they televised Roanoke. Oh yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. That's so, good to know.
1: yeah. So they, there's two versions of the show one where they just come and they just put on the show just for the people in the arena. Okay. And that's like one thing they do and then they have the televised version and on the televised version those are a much bigger deal like they sell better and stuff because of course you know you're going to be on TV it's like there's stakes sure sure, (laughs) that's when things that plot development can happen you know nothing that's going to be finalized that doesn't happen until the pay-per-view event this (laughs) saturday night you know (laughs) but but uh butts is actually what i'm talking about here because they are on uh tv one of the thing one of my jobs was to find seat fillers
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I remember now you asking me to do this once upon yeah, a time and, the, and I wasn't able to. Yeah,
1: and it was a very uh, unusual thing. But basically, they just don't... Whenever they're like, you know... Uh, basically, whatever side they're shooting the the match from, you'll be able to see the audience. And they just don't want it to ever look like there are empty seats right. in the crowd. And, you know, if you're within view of the camera, those seats are sold out no matter what. You know, okay. that's that's happening. Ever Those are going to be filling up no matter what. But what they don't account for is uh, people needing to use the restroom or people needing to go buy concessions or go take a phone call or something. And those people will get up and so the seats will look empty and they don't want that. They don't want the seats to look empty. So they have seat fillers. And basically what... Our job was you'd get like little floor seats sort of in the back. So you're pretty, you know, you're still pretty close to the action. Right. And then if people um, got to go to the restroom, someone would be like, hey, we need you on, you know, row three, section E. And you'd go and you'd sit there for five minutes and people come back and they'd be like, you're in my seat. And you'd be like, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm, it's part of the show, but cool. Thing. Yeah,
0: great. I, I'm, it it, would, I'm be it yeah. would be confusing. It would be confusing to come back to your seat and be like, uh, I'm, this is... Excuse me? Because there's also like that fear. Like whenever I get up and leave my seat, at any like live event like this, I do have it's like leaving your cart in a grocery store and you're like terrified that like someone's gonna come up and be like, I'm just, I'm taking this cart. Right. And, like all that hard work you put into like filling it with your groceries was gonna be like gone. I-, I feel the same way about leaving a seat at a live event where it's almost like one, I hope nobody takes it. And two, what if I can't find it again? And <laughs> so like every time I'm like walking down a row, I'm like having like active anxiety where I'm like, am I in the right row? Do I recognize the backs of these people's heads? Right. Is this, I think that's where I was sitting, but there's people in my seats and- uh- I I mean, quite frankly, I'd probably be like, "Oh, someone's on my seat. Something. I messed up. I should just leave."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so. My experience was, like, I didn't really, like, follow wrestling very much at all. Okay. But I would, um sometimes tomorrow? I would also do the, the, be a seat filler. Okay. And the, uh what what I learned was, if people who had really good seats got up and you went and sat in their seats, even for, like, five minutes, the excitement is, like, this is awesome. It is, it is very, you, it's so easy to get sucked in.
0: Oh, like, it's worth being close. Like, oh,
1: yeah, like, definitely, if you want to go see a WWE match, try and get up close seats, because it is, like... Like an experience. Like okay. first of all, those people are giant.
0: Sure, uh, you yeah, know the absolutely. guys on stage,
1: which is crazy. Actually, um, also had to drive one of them around one day. Yeah, which was an I, interesting. Uh, were you experience. driving your
0: car? Mm,
1: no. So uh, WWE would. This was. I was more like a guide for WWE. Like if it was the Globe Trotters, yes, I had to go pick them up in my car, and I was the driver, and I did everything. Oh my god. For WWE, they would like rent. Big like escalades, and they'd have a driver, and you'd just sort of be like along for the ride, okay. which was sort of weird because, like, I would be sitting in the front seat <laughs> next to the driver, being like, Okay, this is like, here, here's where we're going next, here's the next thing on the schedule, this is the address, you know,
0: right? Get right, to right. here. Yep.
1: I didn't, I didn't ever feel like I was super duper necessary. It seemed like I could have given someone a schedule with the, an email, and they could have just followed. Not it. that I'm complaining because it was very interesting to like travel around with you know, WWE superstars, and you know, I had lunch with seamus at a panera once <laughs> he's wow. like he's like sitting here like what do you think of these logos for a t-shirt? And t-shirt i'm like i woo. i'm like they look great man <laughs> the answer is, of course i the, love them the answer is, of course they're love them and you're my favorite now
0: <laughs> did did people come up to him while he was at this panera like were people recognizing him um no no one at the panera Recognized
1: them. We did. I mean, we went to like a like a elementary school so we could like give a big you know talk about anti-bullying stuff, and that was fun. And you know, all the kids knew who he was, and that was very fun. That is cool. That is cool.
0: That it's so funny that you that you touched on elementary school because this was when you brought up our childhood fandom of professional wrestling. The first thing that came to mind was. When we were uh students at Rocky Mount Elementary School in Ooh, Franklin County, shout out. they had a uh like a glass box, you know, like a that you oh. could that you could like put <gasps> stuff inside of. I had and, completely forgotten about this glass box. Go yes, ahead. And okay, I don't know if our family had like had like the pulse for it, you know, but like or maybe we were just literally the only people who were ever in, in like inquiring about it. But it was the type of thing where almost like monthly or, or on some some specific schedule, they would like allow a student to put something they collected, like, into the box. It was, it's
1: such a good idea. It is and a good idea. And they were idea. on top of it, like, I think it was, it was monthly, they would choose a student, and I mean, it could be anywhere, like, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, Yep. and you would get to display your collection of stuff. In the, yeah, in the case. And
0: at one point in time, we displayed our collection of WWE action figures. Did did we? I'm we surprised did. it was
1: WWE and not, like, Star Wars, because I feel like we had way more Star Wars we, stuff. We would have had
0: way more. It must have just been, like, the year that yeah. we were there. Like, I was in third grade. You were in fifth grade at the time. Mm-hmm. And it had it had to be that. Like, that had to be, like... Just what we were into that specific in year that because
1: vacuum of time. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I, cause I, I remember that and beanie babies. I'm pretty mm. sure we did it twice. This is why I wasn't sure if, if we had like a particular, like, you know, um, like person at the front office who was just like, yeah, those Carlin kids always coming in with great collectibles.
1: <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. Uh, I feel like I remember the Beanie Babies, too. I still have all of them in my basement right now, in case you ever want any. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, you, can, if you want some Beanie Babies? I'm good. I'm good. I have Beanie Babies. Because
0: everybody thought they were going to be collectibles one I, day.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's take a hard like, segue Oh, wow. Quick. Look at you go. Look at you go. I know. People People noticed our uh, segue dab they in did. the last episode of the pop, and now I feel like I got I to gotta carry it forward.
0: And now it is officially a part of the pop. It is
1: officially a part of the pop. If you're just listening, just know that if I said the word segue out loud, I also dab.
0: Air-dabbed. Yep. Air-dabbed, nice. Air dabbed,
1: yeah. Air dabbed, like normalize air dabs equaling segways. Okay. Exactly. Every, everyone gets it. You
0: want to you know what else I would like to normalize with segways is just spell them S-E-G-W-A-Y. Oh, not seg you. Not seg Not like leg
1: You don't say legway.
0: I know. I know. I know. like <laughs> <know>. womb. <laughs> right. Uh, when yeah. I w- year one of Super Carlin Brothers, I remember I made a video with the word segway in the title and what I meant was air dab segway like changing the subject and I spelt it S-E-G-W-A-Y and people were like uh Ben you know that's like the like the the kind of two-wheeled method of transportation right and like the mall cop yeah right vehicle that, of choice not not changing the subject uh in right a, in a fitting Mm-mm. time or manner no. uh and I like th- this is so bad because I feel I feel like truly it's an honest mistake and I feel like most people probably like, would understand but I was like ashamed <laughs> It's like no. like, no, I spelled the title is, of my video wrong. There
1: is nothing worse than getting like a typo in the title of your video or let's say in the, in like the thumbnail of the video. Oh yeah. It's so, it is so bad. You're like, cause it, you feel that like red hot shame and inevitably so many of the comments are about that, but it's, it's a it, thumbnail is very tricky because people will see the thumbnail and they'll click on it and then the thumbnail goes away. Right, so. True, but it, I'm true. Like, if it's in the title, they'll continue to see it.
0: Yeah, true.
1: The thumbnail one, though, people need, really need to, like, you'll probably find it more about it on, like, Twitter or something where the. the- image is static
0: We're, yeah exactly yeah so but i almost wonder if like from like the youtube algorithm standpoint like comments on a video uh like help its promotability yeah and i almost wonder if there's something to just like put a typo in every single title oh. and, and everybody will correct <laughs> everyone
1: yeah it's just like get those comments in there <laughs> everybody's That's gonna be so like oh guys oh my gosh one day um
0: we should misspell something in the title of today's episode <laughs> and i guarantee people are doing it and they're like oh. this will be this will be the moment where they're like they did it on purpose oh my, like, oh my gosh you're kidding me oh
1: my god you're right then then they know now they know oh they've been had if i can if i can remember to misspell something in the title a week from now yes. i will excellent i will that's gonna be very fun one time very recently um our editor scott who um did a lot of editing for the main channel he always would put in like a funny title he made up after yes. he like uploaded it to the channel and yep. then i would go in and do like all the back end stuff and change the title to like the official title and stuff but one day i it was like late i had just gotten luke to bed the video had finally gotten up and i was like okay i just like put everything in really fast and i changed everything except the title and scott's like joke answer went up
0: oh my gosh
1: it was like actually real it was like a really funny title so it like you know a lot of people were like oh my god that's so funny this is you know it was it was very funny but to me i was like the title how did i miss the title what if that had been not funny (laughs) oh my right right right. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like it it worked out pretty good what if it had been not good yeah what if it had been not good (laughs) what if this was a horrible joke or something um anyway, anyway, that's uh that's the thrills and funds of the YouTube backend.
0: Yes, yes. Look at us go. <laughs>
1: look at us go, look that's, at us go. A very
0: colorful stuff.
1: Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Um uh, anyway, what I was trying to segue into what collectibles.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the thing that more recently I've been collecting um has been and which people might have seen even on the SuperCon Gaming channel is Pokemon cards, Ben. We've talked about it on
0: the pop before. We have talked about it on the pop mm-hmm. before. I think that very early on, and I I want to say I was like maybe, and I could be wrong. Someone could correct me. Maybe like three inches ahead of the curve. Where early on in the pop, I think I was talking about how I I really desperately wanted to go back and buy like an original booster pack unopened. You know, like yeah. like like the Charizard, was it Venusaur yeah. and Blastoise yes. that were on the cover of like the the first edition packs. Right, and I was like the original packs. I just want to buy one just Base for like set. just for the the nostalgia <clears throat> of getting to open it and being like, you know, like see what it's like. And then I'm I'm pretty sure in the time that has now since passed, those particular packs have just like exploded in value. Like I think at the time I was like, oh my God, it's kind of absurd. They're like, I don't know, two hundred bucks a pack or something. It's really extreme. And I think now it's like way,
1: way, way higher. More. The Pokemon card game at the moment is enjoying an enormous like renaissance. Yeah. Let me just say. Largely in part two, one, I think um, Jake Paul from YouTube did like a million dollar Pokemon card purchase on, on it. Made a video. Was it Jake Paul or Logan Paul? One of the Paul brothers. A Paul. A Paul. Okay. Did, we'll just call him Paul. 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 Did that. And that sparked a lot. And then I think also just uh, COVID and quarantine and hobbies resurfacing. Yes, uh, yes. Very, for indoor hobbies resurfacing in a huge way.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Like yeah. I, I have to tell you, having used to own uh, like a saltwater aquarium store, we always knew that the months of basically like May through September were going to be slow because people were not like inside looking at their tanks. They're right. like, they're like out doing outdoor activities, going on vacation, doing stuff like that. And then as soon as that cold weather hit is immediately when people were like, oh, back inside, time to get back into my tank all of a sudden. <clears throat> so right. like if you like that first like cold weekend is always like, it's was, it was, like packed. Right. So that but on a on a quarantine scale
1: yeah so anyway i think even after you you said that we went out and bought a box of the uh most recent uh like booster set that had come out at the time and we opened that on the channel and that was fun
0: we did yeah we uh we did like an unboxing of all 36 boosters right
1: so since that time i have like slowly been getting more and more Uh, back into the game I've got uh, I've bought a few more boxes I've been playing a lot of the online card game which is actually a really well serviced like uh, game
0: yeah so that's that and that's set up by like in every single booster pack you have that like one card that you're sort of like what do you do with this yeah like you can actually like download like a digital pack of cards right it's not the same pack but okay okay yeah you
1: like won't be card for card or anything
0: that would have been remarkable if they had like set it up so that it was like that
1: specific that would be very interesting if they had managed to do that that then I imagine they would hold more value because you could sell it and say like this card came in this pack and we'll have this on it okay but that's not how it works so anyway i have i have two two stories to tell one is that just recently like i've been getting more and more into it and i was looking it up the other day and there's like a new set i think coming out it'll be out by the time this podcast is out
0: i i think that it was released (laughs) on 319 which is today which is today yeah
1: yeah and so I was like, oh, Ben, look, new set of Pokemon cards. Should we get a box? And you were like, let's get like 10. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? Huh? What?
0: Yeah, it, it was. It, <laughs> it was like, this very
1: weird thing. <laughs>
0: it was an extremely satisfying like moment to yeah. like witness <laughs> your face. Be like, wait, what is that? A Can we do that?
1: It, yes. Like it felt it was the weirdest thing because it, it felt like like obviously we can. We, if you want, if you want to then you could just buy 10. Sure. You know, you want you know, um, it. But to me, it was like, oh, this feels like breaking the rules. I don't know. Like, this is like, it'd be like if you finished opening all your Christmas presents and your parents were like, guess what? There's a second Christmas tree. You'd be like, <laughs> what? I don't know. I, just, it I don't feels even know a how little, I feel about that. So <laughs> like, okay. I feel like I was supposed to wait another year. Am I allowed to do this?
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah,
1: which was just a very, a very weird feeling. But rest assured, um, we eventually like decided, yeah, no, we can do it, and that'd be a crazy thing to do. So we have a just a ginormous order of Pokemon cards coming in.
0: We do, we do. So we'll be yeah. we'll be sure to uh, go live and unpackage all. The, last time we did thirty six packs. <laughs> this time we're gonna be doing three hundred and sixty packs. <laughs> so be- if we don't have the full collection at the end of it,
1: then what's even the point?
0: <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that is exactly how I feel about it. Right. If we do not even have all of them at the end, then what is the point?
1: Then like yeah, then having a full set of anything feels incredibly impressive at that point. But okay, so. Here's my other dilemma I'm facing that I need. I feel like I need you to weigh in on. Okay. Okay. So, I have, I, throughout my life, anytime I've gotten into a hobby, if you get too deep into it, or not if you get too deep, once you're a certain level deep into it, I've witnessed a phenomenon that will happen. And it is that suddenly you will, you will get. Like the bounty is what I'm going to call it. You will receive a bounty of hobby related things. Okay. Like either people will be like, oh, I used to do that. And you're like a person they can dump all their old stuff on. Yeah. yeah, Or people will be like, oh yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's not even though they're just dumping it. They're just like, I've got this. Or they just get to know this about you. And all of a sudden, like all the gifts you get are related to this thing
0: snowball gifts yeah. snowball
1: gifts yeah that can happen but that's not exactly the phenomenon i'm describing recently i discovered that one of our buddies steven also collects pokemon cards
0: very like kind of unexpectedly very too. unexpectedly he, he's like a big time like out outdoorsman like he like all of his hobbies revolve around like like outdoor rock climbing mountain biking road biking like you know just anything like anything outside through hiking that type of stuff and, and then like just quietly and, and maybe a little bit randomly, aggressively collects pokemon cards
1: yeah which uh and it turns out that the way he collects them and the way i use them are, are like are like puzzle pieces that were missing yeah because it, steven is simply out to have full sets of things right whereas what i am looking for is like competitive play right so uh to that end he doesn't use the online codes to redeem his packs online inside the game there because what's it because he's not playing what are you going to do with just digital cards right right You know right, that's right, not sure. as much fun to collect or anything so he had a stack of, I kid you not, like 400 like online codes, okay. which he just very generously was like, hey, you can just have these. I'm not going to I'm not going to use them at all. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. So cool. Like, I'm guaranteed to have lots of, you know, uh inventory now yes <laughs> inside yes. the digital card game which is a really helpful place to like play test stuff and be like do what i spend money in real life to own this card hmm, yes it is that useful sort of thing sure sure but in any case this giant stack of cards now to me represents the bounty and i went through and actually entered them all in you can like scan them in with a qr code reader which made it way faster
0: right i mean because when i saw it was a comically <clears throat> large stack of comically, like cards
1: like if you can see me it was like up to here on the you know the the trophy next to us. Right, right. Huge stack of cards. And I got them all in there. And I have since not opened any of them. They're all just unopened inside the game.
0: Wait, so you have uh, I'm like, I'm trying to keep up here because I, I don't speak the language exactly. But like, so that means that you you entered all the QR codes, but that you didn't specifically like reveal what is inside of the packs. Right. Like, so you, like you, you open been it and me, it gives you an unopened pack. You've been telling me all about like the the different like trading card battles you've been in over the past like two three days mm-hmm. and and none of this is including all of these free digital cards correct the bounty that our friend Stephen gave you exactly how is that how why have you not well
1: here's why I'm ben. befuddled okay so we've ta- you you have spoken many times about uh Diablo oh, yeah, 2 favorite, yeah. favorite game of all time and I think uh, I, one of my memories from that is that there was a particular item in the game called the Stone of Jordan. Oh yeah, which yeah. was a, a ring. It was at one all skills. Whilst useful um, as a character item, was more useful as a form of currency for buying other things you needed.
0: Especially when we were playing in our, our younger years, it was mm-hmm. it was basically like any other item in the game that you might be like trading for or attempting to acquire. Like the, a, a game title, very commonly might be like you know, grandfather blade for five SOJs. Right. And and very much like as... And the reason I think for that was because they were items that were extraordinarily applicable to just about every single character. And and to play the game, you probably were playing like just about every kind of character you could over right. time because you eventually you would like get a character high enough that there's not that much left to do with it. Uh, so they're incredibly useful. But yeah, so that you're exactly right. Okay. Uh, SOJs. So as I
1: understand it though, unopened packs of cards are sort of the like... SOJs of the Pokemon trading online community. Like okay. if you were, it's like, I, you know, opened, you know what they are. And maybe you have good stuff. Right. Unopened, they're like currency. We can be like, oh yeah, this this one card you need, that's worth about like 10 unopened packs of cards okay, or whatever. So I am stuck because I feel like whenever, like when we were both playing Diablo 2, I feel like whenever we'd reach the bounty stage... I would never handle it appropriately. I would get like... Whatever items I got, whatever the big influx of free stuff from someone who was dumping their account would be like, OK, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then I don't feel like I would get much better at the game. Okay. Whereas I feel like someone would dump stuff on you and you'd be like, I'm rich forever. And you would turn that little bounty into a gianter bounty into a gianter bounty.
0: I very much enjoyed like and this is so this is like so weird about the like part of why the game of Diablo appealed to me is that it's it's not the narrative of the story it's it's like not even necessarily like the gameplay itself it is like the social aspect of it and i think that like especially at that point in my life like i had no money to buy anything with Mm -hmm. and so like within the game though it was like i could like acquire these rare goods and and like I, i mean quite literally maybe like in some cases just show off that I had them. Right. (laughs) Like, and that was so fun for me, like to, to go build relationships with just like people from like all over the country. Uh, and so like I had like friends, you know, that I was regularly playing with as like a, you know, 13 year old. Right. Um, And yeah, those established relationships very frequently led to someone like exiting the game and then we had played together for so long they were like, "Eh, here's all my stuff. right? my account? Right. Lucky you. I know. I know. Well done. (laughs) It was the best. Yeah. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018, and a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Actually, that's it's I have to like one small note, because once upon a time I told a story about going to chemistry camp and there was uh, a girl in my class who I actually had a crush on and she we were out uh, touring a like a physical dam, right? You know, like the the Smith Mountain Lake Dam to like right. learn about like hydroelectricity and stuff. And then afterwards, we went to this like little docked in area uh, where you could like feed the carp popcorn. And yeah. So there's like a, an area where I mean the carp were thick across the surface. And like thick. this this girl that that like I was hanging out with like falls into the carp. Like hmm. and it's like it was this just unbelievable thing that happened where I was like, Oh my God. Like in the moment I had no idea what was going to happen to it. Like, you know, if you go into water, it would be extremely unfortunate. You'd be completely wet. You know, you're like not really expecting it, but anyway, it's (laughs) been like one of these things where like somehow, some way, like I, there, there was no social media. There wasn't like instant messaging at the time of this, you know, particular thing. And so like this girl just like disappeared forever into the ether. She's and, just gone. And I have like tried to use the pop before to be like if you are that person or if you know the person if who fell in. If you're a Carp girl. If you are Carp girl, like I just I just want like can we discuss it because I just want to like make sure that I am in fact remembering this unbelievably odd thing that happened the right way. But I, I bring all of that up specifically to bring it back to what we're talking about, which was what like, my like best friend on Diablo 2 back in the day was a character bot by the name of SF Bahamut. Oh, okay. That oh was, oh oh. That was that was the name, of, and that's all. Like I, I think this was in the the age of the internet where the idea of like putting your name out there was still I think pretty considered like dangerous. Yeah, like don't do. Don't do. So like we we didn't like know each other's names. So he just knew me as you know like my username, and I knew him by SF Bahamut. And so like if I was talking to him, I just called him SF. Right. And so this is a, this is another one of those people where it's like. If you're out there and that's you, let me know. You,
1: if you're SF Bahamut,
0: I want to know. I want to like up. thank you for what you did for me.
1: Mm, yeah, life changing. I know, I know, I know. So the question is, Ben, should I open the
0: packs? That is the question. Yeah. And my mind immediately went. So you compared them to SFJs, and I was like, oh, but they're so hard to find. Like you know, all you have to do is go and spend five dollars for like a single booster pack, and you would have one of those one of those pieces of you know digital currency so right. to speak but then it also occurred to me that you could probably go online and pay five dollars and buy an soj from like one of these you like, probably could like and one of these people that sell to be them. fair
1: if you could definitely go online and buy you know uh if you, you could spend five dollars and get 20 you know unopened packs okay or
0: whatever okay you know okay yeah so okay i i i'm so curious so if it was me, I wouldn't open them. You because, wouldn't open because them. Because I would use them as the currency that they are. Well, see, this is
1: the thing, though. It's like, do you, what it, like, I think this is probably what always stopped me on Diablo 2. Was that, like, what if I spend them wrong? And then I don't have it, and, it, and then I can't get them back because the things I bought weren't valuable.
0: You have 400 of them.
1: I know. Part of, I know. It's so fun opening them, too, though.
0: Well, that's yeah. true, too. That's that's exactly true. So yeah. I, I will bring it back to Diablo 2 once again. Yeah. The other thing inside of that game was there were, it was a the SOJ that we were talking about, the Stone of Jordan. It's a unique ring. and But whenever you find a ring, you, you wouldn't find the Stone of Jordan on the ground. You would find a unique ring, and then you would identify it, and it could be any number of different unique rings, some of which were way more common, and then very rarely one would be an SOJ. And so there was a huge period of time on the game where there was like a fad going around where people were, um, mm. trading unidentified. unidentified unique rings. Yeah. And it was sort of like buying a scratcher ticket is yeah. what I would almost compare it to because it was like, most likely it's not an SOJ because even, even if you found 50 on un- a unidentified, it's a ring, Ben, it probably is a naggle ring 30 to MF though. Ugh. Not so bad. Um, but uh, this was this was sort of that game, like where there was somebody would put something out there, and it would make it have just a bit more potential than like what you just said, a naggle Ring would have, because there was the opportunity for it to be something better. Right. And that I don't know that made it so so very interesting to like to, to get involved with those types of things. But I don't know. You have so many of them that I can't imagine that there's anything that you could possibly trade them for that would be better than the potentially good items that might just be inside of these packs.
1: Yeah, I'm leaning more towards open the packs because the other end is that there's no matter what going to be a certain number of rare things in them anyway. Exactly. Like, I'm guaranteed some power in that regard
0: okay so i think open the packs. i think
1: open them that's right
0: i think it fits your personality better too i think so
1: because that that would be the thing like if i ever had this like an soj in diablo which rarely did i ever my it wasn't to be like great i can go buy a thing with this it was like great now i can use it
0: right right. well that's why you needed like many yeah (laughs) so that you can have your you can have the characters wearing them and then also Mm have some for currency right yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, i never had such (laughs) (laughs) that's okay though yeah that's okay Um, okay
1: on this note on this note i don't think we talked about this on the pop as much as we've talked about diablo 2 they have recently announced that diablo 2 was coming back it's like so if if you're not in the know the like uh blizzard who produces diablo 2 recently announced that blizzcon that they are producing not only Diablo 4 but are updating Diablo 2 to put like a modern skin on it but otherwise to make it pretty much the exact same game. And I feel like it was the news that you had been waiting for maybe for like the last 15 years.
0: I would say that's close. Yeah. I would say that's extremely close because when when I remember when Diablo 3 came out in 2012, I was like I was so excited for it. It was like ah, I cannot wait. This is gonna be so great. And it like it, the game is fine like and i'm sure that there are plenty of people who have who have played it and extremely enjoyed it and i'm not like criticizing the actual game itself but it wasn't it wasn't like a better version of diablo 2 which is what i wanted right like
1: because <laughs> diablo 3 does a bad job at being a better diablo 2
0: exactly and and so that was like it, what really was revealed to me and this is why i almost identified earlier when i was talking about it that like it's not necessarily the storyline or like even everything to do with the game itself it's like it's this like x factor that it had and so i think that that's what was revealed to me when i got diablo 3 it was like mm. so it turns out that i don't just love like this perspective or the way that you can find items or like or fighting these monsters yeah 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 like it's, it's none of those things that is what made it so perfect but what they're creating is is a remaster diablo 2 so it's like they have like literally shown in the wipes on the screen i mean like brought tears to my eyes (laughs) because they'll like they'll be showing you the like you know standard barbarian from diablo 2 and they'll like wipe across the screen and it's the exact same level with the same monsters it's just better looking ones and it's like oh my god that's it that's what i wanted like someone took it out of my brain and put it in front of me yay i know i know amazing I know. so whoever i could whoever is that person who d- did this for me i would love to give you a high five yeah maybe it's sf bahamut
1: <gasps> do you think
0: I, I doubt it we never know that <laughs> he
1: went on okay. to he went on to work for blizzard he went on to work for blizzard he dumped his account and went on to work for them
0: <laughs> that seems likely yeah that seems I, I like to think that sf bahamut is doing this That'd be great. He's got my, he's got my back once again. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't
1: that your name? Like, watch your back, Pally, or something? I think
0: it was. Yeah. If this is 12-year-old me, and my my cleverness was that I think you played as a paladin at the time, and I played as a barbarian. Oh, okay. And so I was like, oh, well, the pallies are like, you know, paladin, Pally. I was like, that's, that's what you don't want to be, so watch your back.
1: Oh, boy, I never picked up on that. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, wow.
0: Well, that's exactly what I was going for. Yeah,
1: well, there you go. Threat received So 17 years later. Right, right.
0: Worth it. I stand by it. excellent oh my god okay so let's let's change subjects slightly still still under the umbrella of things that i very much care about but it's a it's a fitting topic for today uh because of the the actual shirt that i'm wearing which is just mm. a happy coincidence but um there was the thing that i was thinking about this morning which was uh basically like does having no idea what you're doing ever benefit your ability to think something is more possible than it actually is One thousand 1000 okay so in uh, like we've we've talked about Name of the Wind a million times. Um but in inside of the story, there's there's one moment where Quoth is talking about this this girl that he knows and how she's like writing music. But because she was never really like taught any of the rules of music he's like it's not like she was good at navigating the walls of the maze she just walked right through them right like smashing through them yeah it's like it didn't even occur to her that this was a rule that i was breaking so i did it anyway and what the end result is this like chaotic beauty right it's like amazing um and this is something that like it's especially in my my like early 20s I think was very much happening all the time was i didn't know how hard it was to actually like do certain things mm-hmm. and so in my mind everything was just like completely possible right and so like the, the i referenced my shirt that i'm wearing earlier if you can see it uh you can see that it's like a green fish yeah um If not, I'm describing it for you. It's a green fish. Yeah. Uh, This was the, this was the logo for a project that I created in, I like, I don't know, probably 2014 called mountain corals, Okay. which was basically a project uh, where my, my biggest client for my aquarium company was this museum called center in the square. And I had like an 8,000 gallon reef aquarium. And with that, I had what almost nobody who is a, an aquarium hobbyist has at their disposal, which is. 8,000 gallons of stable, consistent seawater. Like it's the, the bigger the aquarium is, the more stable it is because the less any fluctuation- Affects everything. Affects everything. Yeah. And as a result, it's a really, really, really good circumstance to grow corals very rapidly because you have that added benefit. Okay. So like realistically, best, best case scenario for growing corals is in wild, like out in the wild, their natural habitat because wherever they exist- is the perfect conditions for them to exist. And they thrive in those conditions. And what we're trying to do is recreate them. So I was like, okay, just like anything else, there are rare corals out there that have like extreme value where Mm -hmm. like people might buy like the size of an eraser head coral, like a single eye of a coral for a thousand dollars because it could, it could grow into multiple eyes. Right. You could like your SOJs basically cut them up and turn them into like currency. Right. and, And they would continue to grow over and over and over and over as frags. So I remember this was a situation where I had no idea how hard it was to actually like, I did I did have my own business at the time, but I don't think I realized how hard it would be to like create like an online store where the product that I had was something that I like a living object that I was growing and was then going to have to like distribute nationally. Okay, right. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to like grow the coral, take a picture of the coral. Put that coral into a container, put that container into a box that is like climate controlled based on not only where I am, but where it's going and then ship it overnight successfully and then have like, you know, all of the necessary like tracking in between.
1: Yeah. Like you had the one you had like the giant piece of the puzzle, which you know doesn't normally even come with the box right figured out like oh my god like the the big chunky 60% piece of this that no one can ever figure out i've got that that's got the that. how to grow it yes i can grow them on mass the problem is That's only 60%. (laughs) Right,
0: right, right. And then then the hard part starts. Right. (laughs) Which is, like, all of the reasons why anybody who knows anything would not do it. Because it's incredibly difficult to do. It's a very, like, sensitive thing. It's a very detail-oriented thing. uh, Which are are not things... I'm not a very detail-oriented person in general. Oh. Um, And so... It was <laughs> I don't know. It was I feel like I got so much further into creating this project and like actually doing it than I ever had any business doing because I just because I just didn't know. Right. And so I just kept like knocking down these invisible walls. Right, smashing
1: through the walls like okay, okay, this is what I have to do next to send people coral overnight.
0: Right, right. And so it was like it was it was amazing to see like the type of problem solving that sort of like comes naturally to you maybe in this particular way right because you're you're like basically inventing the wheel for something that like probably if you just had a mentor could have told you exactly how to do it right but instead of having someone tell you how to do it you literally had to like create the solutions right
1: you had to like build all the infrastructure yourself
0: yes yeah. yes which is uh, I feel like this happens all the time have you ever like had an idea for an invention and then discovered that it is already an invention oh, flat rate shipping Ben That was you? That
1: was me. I was like, man, it doesn't make sense that when you go to the post office, you have to send stuff based on the size, the weight of it. It should just, if it fits, you should just buy the box. If it goes in the box that's what so it, whatever
0: if it fits it, if ships. it fits it
1: chips exactly I got you <laughs> 10 year old me arrived at this and was like I don't know why you can't just buy a box and put it in the box and that's fine and then like that was like a huge campaign for the US Postal Service was if it fits it chips flat rate shipping and I was like oh my gosh my idea yeah right 10 year old me look at that figured it out
0: right so what I always wonder mm. about things like that is like does it make you a genius that you came up with that on your own because it is like a quite literally a billion dollar idea right like it is that good of an idea and you came up with it on your own maybe
1: maybe well so stuff like this is interesting cuz it's like this is a question of what like society like what what is society sort of like demanding like sure. uh, uh, out of a problem you know like i don't think if Bill Gates didn't invent Microsoft we wouldn't have like it, like Microsoft wouldn't be called Microsoft and it might look a little bit differently but we were gonna like something was going to be Microsoft we, you we, know were, what I mean? we were barreling like we were the barreling inevitable. towards it yeah, yeah you know so b- you know, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, they happened to be the ones who were in the right place at the right time to deliver on that. But if it wasn't them, someone was gonna make this. Sure. And we'd have some version of, you know, um, office software. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. And and I, I always think about that too, like with the idea of, of like the wheel, you know, like it's everybody like it's the the example everyone goes to as for like the first invention, basically. But that is like one of those things where I my my brain is forced to believe that almost no matter what, the wheel would have come to. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. like they, I mean, it's, it's 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 more just like a, a matter of waiting for it to happen than if it would ever happen. Right? Does it take real genius, or is it just obvious if you have the right circumstances placed before you?
1: Well, that's a that's a very deep question. I <laughs> I don't necessarily know if it makes you a genius, but like I don't, you know, certainly you couldn't invent flat rate shipping unless something like the post office already existed it's a very good point. you know yeah
0: yeah so the example that I, that I always go to for this is when when i used to again used to do aquarium service uh that needs to be on the bingo card ben talks about his aquarium company mm, yes um is there are these it's it's so like it's like the most commonplace thing ever if you are inside of the aquarium hobby but if you are not people always think it is so ridiculously interesting and that is the the magnet cleaner that you can oh, use oh, oh yes and, i know
1: exactly what you're talking about it's yes, fascinating it is
0: fascinating so like the way that you clean an aquarium typically in like the the most rapid inefficient sense is uh you literally drop like a scrubber on the inside of the tank and then on the outside of the tank you have like a felt lined magnet that attaches and you can like literally scrub the inside of the aquarium from the outside of the aquarium with this magnet cleaner yes and every single time somebody like I was doing this in public, which was literally five days a week, uh, someone would be like, that is the most brilliant invention I have ever seen. (laughs) And like, to me it was, I, for one, I had spent so much time with it that it was like, it, it didn't even seem remarkable to me. And it, it, to me, it always felt like one of those inevitable inventions because Mm. the idea of having to like reach your arm into the aquarium to clean it every single time is probably like one of the most like deterring aspects of maintaining an aquarium for a long period of time. Right. So I always think about this, like how long would it have taken for someone to be like, there's gotta be a way to clean the inside from the outside. Right. Like how do I clean the inside without having to put my arm on the inside? How do it? Magnets. Yeah.
1: Someone would have figured it out. It's
0: basically the explanation to everything.
1: Right. Are all solutions just out there waiting to be found?
0: Oh, deep question. Deep Ooh. question. I like mm. it.
1: Or like waiting it. to be stumbled upon. Like they exist. You just have to find them.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Like how oh man. This is like the, the carousel of progress at Disney World. Yeah. It is it is like the more time I spend thinking about it the more I love it. This is actually like Alice's favorite attraction mm. at all of Disney World. Great big beautiful tomorrow. It's a great big beautiful. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. that one. I was going to sing it and then I got really self-conscious about it <laughs> like, right away. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the whole idea behind the Carousel of Progress is basically that like you're watching like e- each uh, major moment throughout the I guess the 20th century as like a new invention basically came to households. Right. So like the, in the beginning, like, you know, they're talking about like, I can't imagine life being any better. Like when, you know, they've, I don't know. Um, you know,
1: the refrigerator is still run by a large piece of ice sitting in the bottom of it. Right. Right. Right.
0: But it's like, we can keep things cold for three days. How great is that? Yeah. You know, it's like, like at one point in time, people would have been like, how could it be any better? And then fast forward 20 years. And it's like, we have a refrigerator. We can put things in there and it'll be cold forever. No more hauling that ice block around. And you're like, well, okay.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like, those are the types of things that I, I like love to spin my wheels on is, like what, what? What are the things that we're doing today where we have no idea what type of conveniences lie just twenty years in the future? Right. And like the great news is we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Like we're gonna know. We're gonna know. And then we're gonna wonder how we ever lived without it.
1: <laughs> right. Right. This, I mean, this feels like the internet. You know, when we were kids, there was no internet, and now it's like, how were we get? How were you doing anything?
0: Right. How, what did you, how did you
1: communicate to anyone? Or like texting, cell phones. You know, when we were kids. Like people didn't have cell phones. Yes, it was. You know, our dad had a car phone in the Trooper. Do you like the, just the word car phone? People are like, "What's a, what's a car phone?" It Do you literally. What I mean? Yes, and there was like yeah. a
0: magnetic antenna on the roof of the car, yeah. and it was sort of like
1: that was mostly a prop. I'm pretty sure it did nothing.
0: I'm pretty sure it did nothing too. Yeah. And also, it didn't seem like the phone worked just about anywhere, uh, like super effectively. But it didn't never work. Yeah. Um. But you're exactly right. Like that's that was like I don't know. Like what even. Even getting a cell phone felt like a, it it seems now like you, I I don't even know if this is true, but I would imagine that like, once you reach like middle school age, chances are you have one, Mm -hmm. is sort of like what I I would expect. But like, I think you and I, you were maybe a senior in high school and I was a sophomore in high school when we got our first cell phones. Yes. Uh, And that was like, prior to that, we had one that like our whole, other than like our dad who had the other, like the, like the main one, everybody else just shared one Yeah, and it was sort of like. Ben has soccer practice today, so he needs to take the phone so he can call mom at the end of soccer practice to pick him up. Exactly. And that was was about as far as it went.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, if you wanted to talk to someone, you had to call the home phone, which would ring. I can't even imagine how annoying home phones would be today. yes. Like, like, I mean, it would just ring and the whole house would light up with ringing phones and you have to pick it up and find the person you needed. Yeah. And then no. you could listen in
0: from other lines. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> was, know? that was the word. Yeah. Like you like, I, I remember talking to like a high school girlfriend and then, you know, like mom picking up and it'd be like, mom, mom hang uh, on the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, no privacy whatsoever. Uh, yeah. You're right though. Like the idea of like a phone ringing for the entire house to hear, it's like how how many fewer phone calls were happening? I've received four phone calls since we've been recording this podcast. Well, so
1: this is the other thing is that, you know, now you can set your phone to, like, largely screen or, like, silence incoming, you know, spam calls. Right. No such luck. No such you luck. You know, imagine if every spam call your phone silence actually rang for your entire house to hear. Spam And calls? you didn't know who was on the other end until you answered. right. Yeah.
0: Until caller ID. Until came caller out. ID. But yeah, spam calls used to must have used to have been that can't possibly be the right way to say those words. In order, uh, much more effective than oh, they are right. today because
1: you were almost guaranteed to get the person to pick up.
0: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, oh, very very fascinating. Um, moving on here as we sort of close out today's episode a little bit. Um, I have I have one last last question for you that I, I would like to I would like to just throw your way I, and everybody else all the little kernels out there listening. It would be. If you had the opportunity to go to Mars, yeah, and be like amongst the first, let's say let's say twenty five people to go, but you knew you were going to go and it was like a one way ticket, mm-hmm. would there be? Because we talked about legacy last week, like for a very long time, and I was like, ooh, this would be so interesting because it would be you could have the legacy forever of being one of the first twenty five people to ever go to live forever on mars like with the idea being like there would be no uh like like insufficient technology currently to to, like there'd be enough to get you there but maybe not enough to bring you back
1: interesting
0: um and the the idea would be that like you would go and you would still live out the rest of your life but like as far as the people on earth were concerned you would be gone forever you're effectively dead R- 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. In a very odd way. Right. Like, cause
1: you're right. You, if you're going to live out the rest of your life, as far as the people on earth are concerned, it doesn't matter if the rocket ship blows up on takeoff or if you successfully land, you're gone. No matter what
0: it's, it, I mean, it's again, uh, we've brought this up rocket before. ship.
1: Great word, by the way, rocket ship.
0: Great yeah. word. Yeah. It's like Schrodinger's cat again. Oh yeah. Where it's like you are simultaneously like alive and dead. Right. So the question is like, would that be enough of like a, Maybe even a better question would be, how many people do you think would volunteer to do it? Like, would it be something that so few people would want to do that getting 25 people would be, like, really difficult? No,
1: not at all. I think you'd find tons of volunteers who would be willing to be the first people on Mars. I don't want to be the first people on Mars. No. I'm pretty happy here on Earth. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) we're pretty set. I think
0: it's, it's a nice little place. Lest I here. find
1: myself in a much more tragic situation uh, at some point in the future. Um, then yeah, I'm pretty set on earth. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Okay. I love, love that. Yeah. Love that. And then I had one last question because I also thought about this from a conversation. I think we had a couple of episodes ago where we were talking about like, what if the earth exists in like, like this tiny little, like microscopic way. And I yeah. think you, you like poked my one true host trophy and you were like, what, if, what if I just brought the end to like, little civilizations that we're living in. There's like little tiny spaces they are gone. And it was like very, I don't know, mind warpy to think about the other thought that I've had about our planet, you know, and people are like, there's so much other space out there, you know, like surely there's no way that there doesn't exist life somewhere else. Sure. Like how that would, I mean, that would represent, because if there wasn't, it would represent that planet earth is the most remarkable thing ever. Like, as far as any version of infinity as you could possibly think is concerned, it is the most remarkable thing ever ever that <laughs> life was able to exist in the manner that it does on this rock. Like, I, I think that is sort of like a fascinating way to look at it or to take it one step further. If, because I think typically when we imagine life out there, there's always your mind kind of goes crazy with like giant blob creatures and like, I don't know, different types of. creations and stuff but like the other thought would be like what what if what if on that note we are not the only one ever but we were the first
1: that's the yeah i've heard i've thought of that like before like it seems like certainly there's almost there's no way there's not some other life be it like microscopic organisms or full-on sentient beings right some way some it's so big and there's so so there's so much it's like too big for you to understand. It just feels impossible that there's not. But like, maybe is it like? But the the argument people will come always come back with like, well, then why haven't we like heard from them? Sure. Or why haven't we been able to like make contact? And it's like one, still bigger than you're thinking. Right. But right. two, like, what if you know? You always think of other aliens as being way more advanced than us. But it's like, what if we are the most advanced? Like, someone has to be the first most advanced. And it's like, it seems very unlikely that that would be the case, but it's not. But what if we are?
0: <laughs> yes, it's, it's exactly that. Someone's got to be. Someone's
1: got to be the first most advanced.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's us. Way to get Earth. Yeah, we did it. High f- Big, big uh, global high five for everybody.
1: Well done, everyone. We look did, at us.
0: We did such a great job. The, the other coming thing. To exist.
1: Well, so the other way more depressing way to look at it would <laughs> oh, be no. that not only is it so big, but time is so just so long, you know, we're. Whereas to, to the universe, maybe the entire lifespan of the Earth itself is just like, you know, basically nothing.
0: Oh, sure. So it's like, sure. who's
1: to say? Sure. Maybe there were other sentient lives out there at some point, but maybe they have completely come and completely gone. Right. Since... And sense. That's, you know
0: Se- just since
1: just since yeah you know like maybe maybe they were wildly more technologically advanced than us and whatever sun star was providing their planet with light died out gone gone and it happened billions of years before the the our sun was even around you know wow okay this is a fun place to end <laughs> We're at a real high point.
0: We're at a real high point. There you go. Everybody <laughs> at home is like, guys, guys, guys. guys.
1: Bring it down. Right. Yeah. You know what? The great news is it really doesn't matter because we're here now.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and just be just so grateful for that today. That's right? a good thing to keep in mind. Also, I want to be grateful towards uh, a, a special viewer that we've had out there for quite some time uh, who I would like to wish a very... Special happy fiftieth birthday today! Oh, it's Geek Teach! Oh, Geek Teach! Happy birthday! Yes, um, I this this is like a really kind of a cool thing. Uh, this is just like someone who has been around the Super Carlin Brothers community for years and years and years. Um, we've met them in person before at like one of the Super Carlin Brothers meetups. Uh, yeah. So we just wanted to wish you a very special happy fiftieth birthday! Happy
1: birthday, man!
0: There you go. And as we close out today's episode, of course, I as always, I want your thoughts on everything that we talked about today. We had some big thoughts today. It felt like from yeah. WWE to what if we are the only living people out there ever
1: and Pokemon cards
0: and Pokemon cards there was that too yeah. um, so if you have any feedback there's lots of different ways you can do it you can leave a comment on this video if you're watching on YouTube you can send me an email at popcornculturepod at gmail.com you can go to our Reddit page which is r slash popcorn culture mm-hmm. I get it right I nailed it you got it you nailed yes, it. yes I'm finally learning the jargons yes Um. so so many different ways you could leave a review if you feel like it that would also always be appreciated also also, last note, I believe that today is the very last episode that will mm. go live before you can no longer get your own Fred the Cup as one of the Patreon tiers over at patreon.com slash popcorn culture It mm. is the $25 tier where quarterly we are going to have a cool exclusive piece of popcorn culture merch.
1: Yes. And, and on that. Oh, sorry. Oh,
0: do you do, would you like to teaser go, it?
1: Go. Yeah, I'll just I will say that we have been working on the second quarter exclusive merch item we have been we have like a mad pro- scientists we have a prototype on the way we, did, we have yeah. a prototype Ben. i like saying that
0: I, I, it was a really it was like we ordered a prototype, ordered a prototype. I, I told <laughs> everyone who would listen which was um alice but <laughs> but but she heard it at least twice yeah i was like I t- did i tell you about the prototype because it's coming
1: oh it's coming and it's gonna be cool and i'm so excited for
0: it it is gonna be super yeah. cool so again guys if you want to check that out you can do so at patreon.com slash popcorn culture link is in the description down below otherwise until next week pop pop up.